Welcome back to Read with Laura Joy. I'm Laura Joy Lloyd, your host and author of the stories we read here. This is interactive, serialized fiction. There is always more to the story, and readers influence what happens next. Welcome to episode number 60. We'll be reading the Wren Island series, part 5, scene 54. If you're just joining us, you'll find a short synopsis of the Wren Island series and a link to a recap episode in the show notes. Before we read today's scene, let's recap what happened in the previous episode. On a dreary gray day, frustrated by how mopey everyone at the house was, Amelia left to visit her friends at the commune. And we learned that the mice are back. I wonder if Allison knows about the mice. Now we'll catch up with Amelia in the rehab aviary at the commune. We'll read for about five and a half minutes. Afterward, stick around for a sneak peek at what's coming. Here we go. The Wren Island Series by Laura Joy Lloyd, Part 5, Scene 54. In the aviary at the commune, Amelia cradled a feathery bit of life in one hand. With her other hand, she squeezed an eyedropper just enough to offer a dose of vitamins. The injured sparrow had been found in the forest and brought to the aviary a week ago. Amelia snugged the bird back into its nest under a warm light. At the next cage, where a junco was recovering from having lost a leg, Amelia repeated the process. Overhead, the canvas roof of the tent flapped. The mesh sides billowed. The wind must be picking up. Amelia, Ed called from the other side of the aviary where he was cleaning food and water dishes. Would you go up to the main building and get another jar of dish soap? In the kitchen, in the cabinet under the counter to the left of the freezer. Amelia said she'd be happy to. You can always count on Amelia Theodore, folks. She pulled her hood up against the wind and counted fence posts between the aviary and the main building. The sun set so early this time of year. That was because Wren Island was located so far north. It also meant the days were extra long in the summer. She could make a video about it for her YouTube channel. Not that anyone was going to see the channel anytime soon, with Allison putting the kibosh on the project. In the kitchen, she found the dish soap just where Ed said it would be, then peeked around. The cabinets weren't labeled like they were at home, but she could easily find her way around this kitchen on her own, if she ever needed to. On her way out, she passed the library, where someone was always monitoring the hydrophone. Such a quiet, relaxing job working in a library, listening for whales. Back in the aviary, she removed her coat and handed over the jar. Thanks, Ed smiled. Amelia helped him finish cleaning, then dried her hands on a towel embroidered with hummingbirds. How do you get to be a member of the commune? Ed accepted the towel she offered and dried his own hands. There's a joining fee, then ongoing dues, Everyone brings skills to share. We all commit to established guidelines. New members must be approved by the current members. The way Ed smiled at her when he said that last part made it seem like she'd be approved no problemo. 
Macy would blow a gasket, though. With the way things were going, even Allison and Shasta might be annoyed. In addition to your interest in helping rehabilitate birds, Ed continued, what skills would you be bringing with you, if you wanted to join us, that is? Amelia thought. Making shell wreaths? Probably not the whiz-bang kind of expertise they wanted. Walking dogs on the beach? Again, not so remarkable. Did you retire from a career? Ed draped the towel to dry. Amelia shrugged. I never had to work. I always lived with someone who wanted to take care of me. You were married? Kids? Amelia shook her head. Ed considered her. What about hobbies? I like making nature videos. She pulled out her phone and ran a couple past Ed. He nodded. We've been wanting to do something like this on social media. That's definitely a skill you'd be bringing. But you'd need to be a member of the commune for us to use the videos. Amelia shrugged. Again, shrugging all day long. You can have the videos. You can say someone from the commune made them. We wouldn't do that. We'd want you to get credit for the videos. Credit? Income, to be used around the commune, or saved for a rainy day, or whatever you want. But I'd have to be a member. Ed nodded again. Amelia put away her phone. Halfway between here and anywhere she wanted to be, that's where she was. I guess I'll head home. Ed helped her into her raincoat. It'll be dark soon. How about I drive you back in the Polaris? It's not like she was a baby. It's not like she needed someone to hold her hand all the time. She could get herself back home on her own, for sure. Thanks, Ed, but I like walking. She followed the fence posts until they ended at the edge of the forest. Someday there'd be fencing along the main trails, too, but no one had gotten around to that part yet. It didn't matter. She'd walked this way dozens of times. Maybe a hundred. Farther down the trail, a gust of wind loosened a shower of pine cones and small branches. Amelia ducked. When the trail split, she headed the way she was supposed to, except it turned out it wasn't the right way. The forest looked different when every tree was waving hello at the same time. She backtracked to the junction and took the other fork, which had to be the correct trail. Except the further she went, the more certain she became she was taking the long way, not the short way but she'd end up at the house from one direction or another. She trudged along, keeping her eyes on the trail. We just read from the Wren Island series, part five, scene 54. Oh dear, I know Amelia wants to be more independent, but perhaps it's not the best idea to walk home alone through the forest when it's getting dark and a storm is coming in. That's right, a brutal storm is about to hit Wren Island. Most of our Wren friends will be safe inside Allison's cozy house weathering the storm together. Uh-huh, most, but not all. You do know that writers often throw storms into stories when something that's been worrisome is about to get a lot worse. And for some time now, we've worried about what might happen if... Oops, I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyway, as the storm comes in, some of our Wren friends will be cozied up playing board games. 
Before I wrote this part, I asked readers for ideas. What board games would you play to while away a few hours of stormy weather? Reader favorites will show up in the next few scenes. Amelia mentioned what a peaceful job it would be to listen for whales on the hydrophone. You'll find a link in the show notes about the real hydrophones here in the Salish Sea. They're the inspiration behind the hydrophone on Wren Island. For now, we must let Amelia find her own way home. In the next episode, we'll put a spotlight on a mouse. Thanks so much for joining me here on Read with Laura Joy. I'm Laura Joy Lloyd, your host and author of the stories we read here. If this was your first visit to Wren Island and you'd like to find out what happened before you arrived, you'll find links in the show notes to listen to a recap episode or listen to the series from the very beginning. Here's another idea. Click on the link to subscribe to receive my emails. You'll get the current ebook version of the Wren Island series. You'll also start getting behind the scenes peeks at the developing story, and you'll hear about opportunities to actually influence what happens next. This is interactive serialized fiction. There is always more to the story, and readers influence what happens next. Thanks for reading with me.